Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I also would like to welcome all of you in the precious name of our Lord, really all, from, near, from far and near, from all over Europe. And Brother Kupfer, he asked me to welcome all those from Romania in a special way. The Lord God, may he bless really all. We are grateful that our brothers and sisters, be it from the neighboring countries, Poland, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Romania, what are 800 or 1,400 kilometers today? We are just grateful that God has sent a hunger to hear his word, be it from Italy, from Belgium, from Switzerland, from Austria, from all over. We have come together to hear God's word. May the Lord bless in particular all those who are here today for the first time, who perhaps have never heard God's word in such a way. May the Lord bless in a special way. Then we have greetings from the Ukraine, from Moldavia, from Bulgaria, especially from Moscow, then all of Russia, Donetsk, Yezd, and from everywhere, from wherever our brothers and sisters are gathered. Then we have greetings from our brother Didier, who has brought them with, with him from Angola and from the Congo, where God has given special grace also among those brothers who were a bit skeptic, who were waiting a bit. And then the Lord has spoken in a special way and has given grace. Then we have greetings from our beloved brother Wallström from Denmark. Greetings from brother Idoni, who is right now in China. He just phoned and he said, also there, they are tuned in. Greetings from Belgium, from Brigge, from our brethren, from Brother Graf and Sister Graf. Greetings from Bre Brother and Sister Keller. Greetings from South America. Yes, especially from Chile. And then we have greetings from Nizza. Greetings from Brother Jurash, 
Greetings from Brother Kashimir from Poland. Greetings from Burundi. Greetings from Klusch. Greetings from once again from Romania and then greetings from Cameroon. Greetings from Morrisby, Morrisby in Papua New Guinea about 45 minutes flight time from the north of Australia. They are sending us greetings. Then greetings from Kigali, Rwanda. Greetings from Brother Grazian from Ashdod, Israel. Greetings from Durban, South Africa. Greetings from Dr. Mbie. Also there, about 2,000 people are tuned in, listening, watching, and from all over, wherever God has given grace, that people can be connected online. Then, Greetings from Canada, from Ottawa. Greetings from Denver, Colorado. Greetings once again from Brother Etienne Genton. And he is greeting us with Hebrews 10, verse 37 and 38. For yet it is a little while and then he will come who shall come and will not tarry. Just so good that we have this hope. Then greetings from Durban, South Africa. And I think now We are through. Yeah, Brother Bruce from the university in Cape Town is also sending greetings. And he expresses here that it is the will of God that the universal church comes into the unity of faith and that the full restoration takes place in reality. We all know that all the promises which God has given in his word, for them he has become surety that all of them will be fulfilled. And now, Just the adding now, with those who believe what God promised. Whoever, whoever cannot believe, God will bypass him, just as he is bypassing God. And so, we are just so grateful that we can believe as the scripture says. This is not an imagination. This is divine reality. Then I would like to greet and welcome 
our brother Ellis from Edmonton in a special way. God bless you in our midst. Where are you? Please stand up. Where are all those? Yes. God bless you. God bless your family. They are all speaking German. God bless you in a special way in our midst. Just very powerful what God is doing worldwide. Also I can give you a report of the very hard Africa trip which is behind me. So to say, day and night it went on, but the Lord was merciful, he has helped, he has made the heart and the head clear, and all those who received the word of God with all their hearts, to them it is being revealed. As we say it many times, with unbelief and disobedience, God can do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Unbelief and disobedience are deadly for everyone. Therefore, faith and obedience is a gift of the Almighty God for which we can thank every day anew. I hope that I didn't forget anyone. Is the family Barrie Junior in our midst? Then we would also like to welcome them in a special way. God has his way with all of us by his grace. Perhaps in closing, our beloved brother Kia Junior, he brought greetings from Jeffersonville. Also, this is nice to hear. It's not coming every day like this. So, we thank God, the Lord, that really worldwide something is going on. Something is happening by His grace. And I think that all who are clear in their mind and in the Word, they will find out that the end of all things is at hand. And that God's word in every way is coming to fulfillment, in particular also around Israel. When, if one watches the news and then thinks on Zechariah 12, verse 3, Jerusalem will become a burdensome stone for all nations. All of the world is not taking care about nothing, only about Jerusalem. Why? Why? Why actually? Why? Because God has chosen Jerusalem and the rulership of our God will go forth again from Jerusalem. We will not deal with these things a long time. But even the Vatican 
is now so, making so much effort. The 19 years of negotiations with Jerusalem, they want to bring it to its end since the Oslo Agreement. And if one reads then the requirements which are made, and we, we all know that it will take place. The contract will be made. But just as Brother Branham said, the, the peace treaty with Israel and the rapture of the church are almost at the same time. Everything is really in preparation. And we say it time and again, the last call is going forth unto the ends of the earth. And the last ones are being called out. Now concerning Israel, just notice the three, note down the, the three scriptures. Ezekiel 20 verse 37. When Israel returns, then one day they will march before the Lord and his rod will be upon them. Ezekiel, here it's chapter 20. Ezekiel, chapter 20. And that, what will happen with Israel, this has to take place with the church. We've heard it in the word of introduction. Each one looked upon his own way. Each one looked upon his own way. But then comes the point of time where the own way has to come to its end, where we have to enter the narrow gate and we have to find the narrow way which leads to life. This is the end of our own ways and the entering by faith in Jesus Christ, the entering through the narrow gate by conversion and by the new birth so that we experience the grace of God personally. It's written in Ezekiel in chapter 20 in verse in verse 37, And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. He who doesn't want to come freely, and he who is chosen by God, he will not let him go. He will not let him bypass. He just forces him. He forces him to come into the bond of the covenant. Every resistance has to be given up. God has the right among his people to come to his right. So, let us read it once again. And I will cause you to pass under my rod. And I will bring you. And I will bring you to me. 
not to a prophet. I will bring it to me and I will force you under the bond of my covenant. God gives us his word and he gives us the faith. He doesn't have to force me and you, but the people of Israel, the people of Israel, which didn't recognize the Lord at that time, they hardened their hearts. And God also promised to not only make a new covenant, but also to give a new heart by His grace. Then in Ezekiel chapter 30, Ezekiel chapter 30, here we have the prophecy of what will take place before the day of the Lord. Ezekiel 30, verse 1 to 3. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Wail, Woe, Wail, Woe to the day, for the day is near, even the day of the Lord is near, a cloudy day. It shall be the end time of the Gentiles. Here the word end time is written. The Lord God has a plan. He has purposed a plan before the foundation of the world because he knew exactly what should take place, what will take place. Then, in Ezekiel 37, I just read these scriptures briefly and I was just rejoicing about them that God could say everything beforehand just as it will, will take place. Ezekiel 37, verse 14, And I shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live and I shall place you in your own land so that ye shall know that I, the Lord, have promised it. I have placed you in your own land so that you recognize that I, the Lord, have promised it and performed it. Amen. Amen and performed it, saith the Lord. So, it's thus saith the Lord. We are grateful for the Old and for the New Testament, grateful for the promises which God gave to Israel and grateful for the promises 
which he has given to us, especially for this last period of grace. In these days, we will speak about how it was from the very beginning. The message of the hour is, of course, back to the beginning, back to the word. And to, to me, it became great while I was writing down some thoughts that the ministry of John the Baptist was accomplishing more than one would see at the first at, at the first look. If, for instance, it's written in Luke 1, verse 16, 17, that he would prepare a people for the Lord, then one just has to say his message, his ministry was worthwhile. He was the preparer of the way of our Lord and he prepared the way. And here is the main thought. All who believed John the Baptist, they could walk on with our Lord. And I'm asking myself today, how many of the first 3,000 who at the first sermon of Pentecost were becoming believers, how many of them How many of them were the fruit of the ministry of John the Baptist at that time? God, of course, led it in such a way that he prepared a people for that what would come later on. And so, I'm just grateful that the Lord, all in all, he has worked everything from the very beginning. And also for us, brothers and sisters, not only for the beginners, but for all of us. We truly, we have to come back to the beginning. And also that, what Peter expressed on the day of Pentecost, here it is fulfilled what God spoke through the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith the Lord, that I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. It happened on the day of Pentecost. Not, not only something happened there, but something tremendous happened. The fulfillment of the promise from the Old Testament. And if you then go to the sermon of John the Baptist, he really said it in Matthew chapter 3. He expressed it, that he would only baptize with water, but he who would come after him, he shall baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. Let me say this here today. Let me read it from the Holy Scripture. Brothers and sisters, 
Please believe me, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to just speak about that we have to come back to the beginning, to the pattern of the original church. We have to read up how it started. We have to look up how every conversion was, what really belongs to a true conversion. And then we have to stretch forth after it and have to say, Beloved Lord, let me return to the beginning. Give me the same experiences which our brothers and sisters made at the beginning. Let us read these verses in reverence from Matthew chapter 3. Here it's the message of John the Baptist. I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who comes after me is mightier than I. Verse 11. Whose shoes whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I am asking myself the question, how many at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at the, on the day of Pentecost, how many were thinking about on this word of John the Baptist. John the Baptist, I baptize you with water and repentance, but he who comes after me, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What is this? How, how does the first sermon go? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Water baptism and spirit baptism belonged together from the very beginning. Then we read in verse 12, whose winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He will thoroughly purge his floor thoroughly purged by the blood of the Lamb, purging by the Word of God, just taking a bath in the Word, that everything, what is not biblical, that is, that is being put off, so that everything can become biblical. Then we have the next passage right in the book of Acts, chapter 2, as a confirmation of what God promised in the Old Testament and what he repeated in the New and what he announced. Acts, chapter 2, that we know that the souls were prepared 
Now the question, what have we to do? The outpouring took place. What must we do that that is happening with us? And then came the answer. Just as mentioned already, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It just belongs to it. And at this place we said it many times, brothers and sisters, if we are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then as a confirmation that we received Him as our Savior, as a confirmation that we believe the divine message, God was in Christ and reconciled the world with himself. And just as we read in Isaiah 53, our Lord, as a man of sorrow, he took all our sorrow, all our problems, he took it upon himself and he nailed it and carried it to the cross. And we may preach him as the crucified one, him who hang on the cross on our state and who made all damage well. And also this has to be mentioned time and again. The question with, a belief, with unbelievers could be, Why should there be shedding of blood? Could not, could not God do it in a simpler way? No. Everything goes back into the Garden of Eden. Because the first disobedience, the first beguiling, the first sin, the original sin happened in flesh and blood. Therefore, the Savior, the Redeemer, had to come into a body of flesh and blood to, sh to shed his holy blood here on this earth to make the damage well. Also this, also this Brother Brenham said very nicely and he compared it with the Old Testament. When all the sacrifices were made, the life of the animals which was in the blood of the animals could of course not come back onto a human being. But here it was the divine life, the holy divine blood through which we were redeemed and the life which was in the blood came back into the blood-bought flock. And so we received eternal life by His grace. Now a couple of scriptures so that we all know 
if we should return and we, if we want to return to the beginning, then please, according to the biblical pattern. And this really distinguishes us from all the others who somehow are coming on the scene because we were ordained by God to come back to the beginning. Here in the book of Acts, chapter 8, we read from verse 14, Acts, chapter 8, from verse 14. Now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet, He was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. The baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is, is worthy and biblical. And thanks be to God for the obedience which He has laid into our hearts. But here, we have the example. The Holy Ghost nevertheless, even they were baptized in water, the Holy Ghost didn't fall upon the believers yet. And therefore, it had to take place. Brothers and sisters, to the biblical We have to come back to the biblical pattern. And I think, probably, we are closer to the end than we sometimes think. And let us say it freely and openly. The biblical pattern is the sermon, the faith, the repentance, the forgiveness, and then the baptism in water, and then the baptism in the Spirit, just as we see it here, as it was shown to us as a biblical pattern. Let us read verse 16 once again in reference to the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The water baptism was biblical. The baptism was correct. But to the water baptism, the spirit baptism had to follow. Also to your and my biblical water baptism, the spirit baptism must follow. This is the biblical pattern to which we sh must come back. I, do you agree? That we just pray and say, Lord, we have heard your word. We believe you. You have saved us. You pardoned us. You have revealed your word and will to us. We were baptized in water in your wonderful name. Confirm now 
thy word and and fill us with the Holy Ghost. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, if that in all of us becomes so important that we say, as it is in the Bible, unless the power of God dwells in our mortal bodies, Unless, otherwise, they will not change. They will not be changed into immortality. The same power of God, the same power of the Holy Ghost, must be in our hearts. Must be in our mortal bodies, so that the mortality can be changed into immortality. Let us read on in the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 17. Acts, chapter 9, from verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Verse 18, And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received his sight, and he arose and was baptized. Again, the biblical pattern, a conversion, baptism, in the Spirit, with ascending, connected with ascending, everything what goes with it. Just a biblical pattern which we have here in the book of Acts by His grace. Then, in the book of Acts, chapter 10, We have the wonderful verse in verse 42 and 43, Acts 10, verse 42 and 43, And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. This we can say today with the same authority, with the same assurance we can say it. Each one of us, each one who believes today in Jesus Christ, and even it would be the first time today that we would hear the word of God today. The remission of sins is sure to you. You just have to believe. 
And they're referring to the prophets. Verse 43, once again. To him give all the prophets witness that each one, every man, every woman, today, each one who is here present, each one who believes in him shall receive remission of sins. Receive thou, precious soul, the remission of sins in his name and thank God for the for the for the redemption. The hour is here to believe as the scripture says. Then we have all the other scriptures in the book of Acts. Now Acts 19. Paulus in Ephesus, the jünger trifft, when Paul meets the disciples in Ephesus who were baptized, and then they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts, chapter 19, verse 5 and 6. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Brothers and sisters, let us say it at this weekend, time and again, there is a pattern in the Holy Scripture. And to Peter, to Peter, the Lord said very loudly, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you lose on the earth is loosened in heaven. He, he, he answered the question of Matthew 28, 19, which the Lord has given there, and baptized them in the name. He, the name was revealed to him. He spoke it out, and he preached, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, back to the beginning, back to the original church. And we just have to say it here, that God used Brother Brenham for the purpose to bring us back to the beginning. Was it another great evangelist who has put the biblical truths about the one true God who exists? There were never two, or there were never three. And for all eternity, there will be only one. And eight times it's written in a row in the Old and in the New Testament that God sworn by himself because he could not swear by another. Therefore he time and again swear by himself. 
But this one God, of course, revealed himself in the Old Testament in a visible appearance. He walked as Lord in the Garden of Eden. He was sitting with Abraham under the tree. He was eating and drinking with him. Just as it is with human beings. And then we see our Lord as Son of Man. And let me say this once again. Let me emphasize it. When the Holy Scripture says Son of God, it must remain Son of God. Not a single time it's written that the Son of God would, will return where he was before. Only Son of Man. And as Son of Man, he revealed himself throughout the Old Testament already. Just as we said, his feet were washed, he was sitting and eating and drinking with Abraham. And it's just very important, brothers and sisters, that we read God's word precisely. For instance, here in the Gospel of John, in chapter 6, it's written in verse 62, John 6, verse 62, what, what and if he shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before, here never can be written Son of God. The Son of God was born in Bethlehem. Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee, and that which is born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Lord, he was in all of the Old Testament, and he revealed himself already. Son, he became to lead us back as sons and daughters of God and to give us the adoption of sons by His grace. The Word of God is a wonderful word. We're just so grateful. Also, also John 3, which time and again is being referred to. John 3, verse 13. John 3, 13. And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man who is in heaven. And then we see it up to the book of Revelation, chapter 1. The Son of Man is walking in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Just a prophetic age. Everything has its place. Son of God, Son of David, Son of Abraham, Son of Man. Everything has a divine order and everything has its place. The revelation is Father in heaven. Therefore we pray, Our Father who art in heaven. The, the relation of the Father in the Son, He who sees me sees the Father. I and the Father are one. And the revelation 
through the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Not another person. Already at the creation, the Spirit was hovering. You, you, you can hover your thoughts, but God could hover already, already His Spirit upon the waters. Not another person, but His Spirit upon the waters. The Spirit was hovering, and then He spoke, and it took place. So, God manifested as Father in heaven, in the Son amongst us on the earth, Emmanuel, God with us. And the same God took dwelling by the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Let us summarize of what God wants today, not only I that we all understand that God wants to bring us back to the beginning. That really everything in our life of faith is being put in a divine biblical order and that we are all coming into the unity of faith and of the knowledge We all know that we are really close, very close to the end. That the great harvest will be brought in yet. Although it's now thousands, yes, I really count on, I really count on it. That the greatest harvest of all times will take place at the end of the time of grace that the Lord God once again will shake the heavens and the earth. Once again He will give the crowning, the crowning of His plan of salvation He will do. And Brother Brenham, concerning the harvest, the harvest which will take place at the end, Not that what took place at all times. Perhaps I should read it from the Gospel of John, from chapter 4, before I read the quotes, so that we distinguish two things. Firstly, that in all of the time of grace, the sowing and harvesting took place, that the precious gospel of Jesus Christ was being preached, and that all who were ordained for eternal life at all times, they became believers. But, as John said in Matthew 3, at the end, the Lord will gather his wheat into his garner and the chaff he will burn up with unquenchable fire. Let us read concerning all of the time of grace in the Gospel of John, chapter 4. From verse 34, Jesus says unto them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. 
Vollende. Verse 35. Already then, then it continues wonderfully. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Who is the sower? The Son of Man sows the seed. Matthew 13, verse 37, 38. The seed which came up, this are the children of the kingdom of God. In every generation, in every church age, the divine seed of the word was sown. And there, were, there was always a harvest of souls. But now, now at the end of the time of grace, when the Lord for the last time is giving grace, before the day of grace comes to its end, before the day of salvation comes to its end, and before the day of the Lord comes, here, Brother Bram says, I read, right from the English, but here Brother Bram says, the combine will come, when the harvest has become ripe, the combine will come when the harvest has become ripe. And then he says in the next quote, it will not take long until the Lord until the Lord brings the things to the close. The harvest is truly ripe. The great combine of God will come and will go over the whole country in one of these days. And then we shall be taken up. The next quote the, the shuck must loosen itself from the wheat corn. And this in the presence of the sun. The sun brings the wheat to the ripeness. And as Brother Brenham lined out, we, we really have to be we have to remain in the presence of God 
and have to receive both the former and the latter rain. But only after the seed was sown into us. Because in Hebrews 6 it's written that the rain that the rain doesn't profit to the field at all. At the most, the thistles are coming up. First, the seed has to be sown. And the seed is the word of God. And to, to be more clear, the promised word of God. And all the word for our time. Then it says, what is with the rapture? How will everything be confirmed? How will the wheat corn become ripe? I hear the coming of the combine. The World Council of Churches will come and he will sort out, he will separate everything. Also, this will come. As we are now, we will not remain like this. Just as Israel had to go through very hard trials, as the early church had to go through hard trials, so Satan will pour out his fury. But we know in whom we believe. We know whom we believed. And the Lord will bring us through. Then it continues. The time of the wheat is coming. The time of harvest comes. And again, I hear the coming of the combine. Altogether, I have here 11 quotes before me, where Brother Brenham speaks about the end time, about the wheat, about the harvest, about the combine, how everything will take its course at the end. Brothers and sisters, we are trusting the Lord. He will bring it to pass. He who started and he who has given grace throughout all ages, throughout all ages, sowing and harvesting was done. He will give grace that now not only is it is being sown and harvested, I'm asking you directly in all of church history, was there ever a time where at the same time the word is being carried into all the world? When a John Wycliffe was coming on the scene in England and was just protesting and he said, only what is written in the Bible is biblical and everything else is unbiblical. Then Jan Hus was filled with the same zealousness and he was preaching the word. And 
He was burned at the stake in the city of Constance. The, the Catholic council fathers, they were laughing when Jan Hus were, was burned at the stake. And he was praying while burning, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And then Martin Luther came, then Zwingli came, then all the others came. But there was revivals here, revivals there. Before that, there was never a time where the same word, the same message is, was brought into all the world just as in our time. And therefore, the harvest will not, not, not only be in Asia or in England or here in Wittenberg or somewhere. No, the harvest will be worldwide. And it will come to pass, it will come to fulfillment, what God said to Abraham. So innumerable as the stars are in heaven and as the sand on the seashore, so your seed will be. Calvary was worth it. The last message is being carried and the seed is being sown. And the Lord gives grace that it comes up. You can read it in the Gospel of Mark. But, we, but let us come to, to its close. Brothers and sisters, we are, we are really living in a very special time. Nothing can be saved in this world anymore. It is too late. Only he who found, finds grace in the sight of God, he who is ordained for eternal life, he will become a believer. All the others, they will bypass what God has promised for this time and what he is doing right now. In closing, let me read these wonderful words from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. Mark 4, from verse 26. And he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, After that, the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. So, we cannot contribute to the growing. The ground is here for it. The heart of the, the ground of the heart is 
here for it. We just sow the seed. We can go sleeping. We can get up again. We don't have to take, take care of anything. When the precious seed of the word of God was sown into your hearts, then may God give grace that the rain and the sun and the blessing of God comes upon it. And we who have seen who have sown the seed, we can really go sleeping and get up again. I'm lacking a bit. Sometimes I go to bed with a burdened heart and then I get up with a burdened heart. May this word be addressed to me also. When the seed was sown, up to now, we didn't sow anything else but only the precious Word of God, ever-remaining Word of God. I hope the brother doesn't hear it now, but you, of course, don't know who it's meant, who phoned me last night. And he said a couple of times, Brother Frank, the setting forth of the Word, as you bring it, is unique, but... What you need is revelation. I was listening and he said once again, also in the circulars, you laid out and set forth everything. But what you lack is revelation. And I was asking the brother, Tell me, what, what do you mean? Huh, up to now, you never read between the lines. And I was thinking by myself, between the lines? Reading between the lines? And somehow, then, then he, 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 he was clear in his saying, and he said, you didn't understand Revelation 10. And I knew what he was up to. Brothers and sisters, let us say it humbly. We understood Revelation 10. We understood Revelation 11, 12. We understood Revelation 1 to chapter 22. But between, but between the lines, I will never read. The written word is enough for me for all eternity. Yes. No interpretation, but the word of God. That's how it is written and that's how it remains. His thought was that Brother Brenham, he used the example, when my wife writes me a letter, then I read between the lines. Not only that, what she has written, but that what she meant. And as, as I said, may your wife write you also a letter. But the letters which the Lord has written to us, they are written once for all. And that's how it remains for all eternity. I'm not ashamed of the word of God. This holy, ever-remaining word of God was revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, by His grace. The blood of the Lamb, the word of God and the Holy Spirit, may they accompany us 
And may they bring to completion, to completion the work of God in us. Back to the beginning. And the Lord will bring us back. And he will bring everything back to its original state by his grace. Blessed and praised be the Lord, our God. Amen. Let us stand up. Let us thank the Lord together. Who says a chorus? This is the day. This is really the day which the Lord has made. It just comes in the thought to me, the sower, he can go sleeping and he can, he can get up again, whether he sleeps, but the Lord is watching, the Lord is watching over his word, and if we received his word, then he is watching over us. And then Isaiah 55 comes to fulfillment that his word will not return void, but it will accomplish for what he has sent it for. Then Mark 4 verse 14 comes to fulfillment. The word is the seed. And we have received the word as the divine seed in us. And the Lord is watching over us. We can just be happy and trusting the Lord. He will bring it to pass. Let us sing once again, only believe.
How many are ready to return back to the beginning? Just to experience what our brothers and sisters experienced at the beginning. Our God is a faithful God. Just as we said it, also the word of restoration, the word of restoration of all things, the word I send you, the prophet Elijah, who shall restore all things. Everything that is sowing, everything that is the word of God, everything this is the seed which was sown into us from the Holy Scripture. And this seed has come up. Over this seed, the Lord is watching. And let's come to pass everything to fulfillment, whatever He promised. To Him, the Almighty God, be the glory. Let us bow our heads. Let us remain in prayer. Is somebody here who was addressed by the word? Although many things are new, the main thing is that all who didn't yet experience their salvation, that they believe now with all their hearts, receiving that this is the day which God made for you and has given you. There are special days in the lives. And the most important day is the day of our new birth, when we are being born again to see the kingdom of God. Just as our Lord said in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, as He required, and as he testified, receive it, all the young people, all the newcomers, all who didn't yet experience a conversion to Christ, please hear the words of our Lord from Matthew 11. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest unto your souls. Hear the word of the Lord from 2 Corinthians 5. We pray in Christ's state, be ye reconciled with God. For God was in Christ and has reconciled the world with himself. May all hear the word of the Lord by His grace. May they receive it by faith. And may they experience what God promised. First, the forgiveness, the grace, and the full salvation with all what goes with it. And the Obedience, the water baptism belongs to it. The filling, the fulfillment of being filled with the Holy Spirit belongs also to it. And brothers and sisters, without any fanaticism, 
May God, by His grace, give us such a longing into our hearts that we pray just as Jacob prayed. Lord, I don't let you go except thou are blessing me. Lord, I don't let you go except you are baptizing me with a spirit and fire. Not, not as I said, being fanatical, but with a divine love, which we were loved, and that's how it is written, for God so much loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that all who believe on him should not perish, but receive eternal life. That's how it is written, and that's how we are preaching it, and that's how we want that all who didn't yet experience it, that they experience it today, in this hour, in this moment, making the decision for the Lord. And the second is, that we who are believers already and who are already baptized biblically, that we don't lose heart, but that we just say, Lord, it belongs to it. You promised it for you and to, for unto you is the promise and unto your children, even and also those who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let us pray together. Dear Lord, you not only called us, you have chosen us to hear your word. To receive us as the seed. We pray, please save all what is lost. Deliver what is bound. Heal what is sick. Confirm thy word in all of us. We believe you, we trust you, and we know you will bring, you will restore everything. Everyone, each one of us, you will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You will confirm your word. We are thanking you with all our hearts and with all our souls. Please, beloved Lord, bless all over the earth, on all continents, in all tongues, in all peoples. Bless, O God, and bring your church into lockstep, into the faith as the scripture says so that we agree with you and with your word in all things, no own way anymore, no own will anymore. Decide you alone. Say Amen. Only the will of God shall be done in the church of the living God. To you, our Lord and Savior, 
be the praise for your word which we heard and looked at tonight. And once again I ask you bless all our brothers and sisters all over the world. Bless all the ministering brethren that each one returns to you, O oh Lord, that no own knowledge is here anymore, no own revelation anymore, that nobody is reading anymore between the lines, but the written word, that he gets the written word revealed so that it becomes the living word by your grace. Precious Lord, I thank you that you have given us the privilege to live now the special promise for our time that we may believe it that you have sent a prophet just like Elijah before the terrible day of the Lord would come and you confirmed it you have sent him and the message of the full gospel of all the counsel of God the revelation of all the mysteries you have entrusted to us and this we may carry unto the ends of the earth. Lord, Almighty God, what a privilege, what a grace you have given us in this time. I pray now in your wonderful name of Jesus, in the New Testament covenant name, which is above every name, bless your own people, your blood-bought flock, all sons and daughters of God, and lead us all by your Holy Spirit until we are coming from seeing until we come from believing unto seeing. To you, the only, the only true God, be the praise and the glory throughout all eternity. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. And all the people say, And all the people say, Amen.